plenty of good news lately with Michigan State's 2024 class. And who better to talk to about all this fun than with Brian Smith, the Locked On Network recruiting expert. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show of Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week. Before I let this strapping gentleman next to me talk here, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast or YouTube channel. Do whatever makes you happy, and well, hopefully the next 25 or so minutes will make you happy, because Brian, lo and behold, oh my God, it's about time. We have some good news here in East Lansing on the recruiting front. We get Reggie Powers on Wednesday, and then, hey, Wednesday night, Cameron Campbell. Down where you're at, kid out of Florida, he commits to Michigan State as well. We did not get to talking about Cameron Campbell on yesterday's show, so if you don't mind, I'll just ask you about him right off the top here after I ask you how you're doing. Are you doing okay, first and foremost? I should be a good host. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm in the air conditioning out of the heat here in Central Florida, so, you know. All right. So you're living the good life. That's good to hear. And so are we with, you know, just two great commits yesterday. Cameron Campbell uh, recruited as a cornerback, but we were talking before we started recording. This guy can play any position that he really wants. He's just that good. What do you like the most about Cameron Campbell's game here? Not just speed, not just length, not just hitting ability. It's position flexibility. We talked about it before the show. Corner, uh, flanker, slot. I think he could play free safety have versatile recruits in your class, it helps you close the gap. And Michigan State needs help on defense. Obviously, they need to play better against some of the top teams. This is the kind of guy you can move around. You can play him at nickel if you're going up slot. And he's a guy that could also, if you, I don't think it'll happen, but if you played him on offense, he could be a big-time flanker. He does have the speed to get deep before anybody asks right off, right off the bat. Yes, he does. He played in the Tampa area. And he was a guy that stood out. Tampa is loaded every year. That does not change. He was one of the best players last year, and I don't expect that to change this year either. And it's kind of been like a quiet recruitment to start for him. I mean, surely things are picking up. He got the Michigan State offer, obviously, and then picked up some other Power 5 offers. But on a lot of recruiting sites for the longest time, he was either unranked or a lowly ranked three-star. Why is that? Is like, Are we missing something here? Or Educate us if you don't mind. Florida is humongous, and it is not very friendly to get around. And I'm being extremely kind. There are only a few (laughs) interstates, and there's swamps everywhere. So getting point A to point B is not friendly. He is in between Sarasota and Tampa in the Bloomingdale area. It's an area that has exploded in the last 10 years. It's overrun now. But it's not known traditionally as a high school that has a ton of prospects until the last five years. He's at Bloomingdale. They've got good coaching. And they come up to Tampa about 20 minutes away and they'll play. But they're still not going to get the same attention that like Tampa Jesuit does, Carrollwood Day, or any of the schools that are literally right next to the airport. That's where all the scouts go. Everything's about convenience. Bloomingdale is the exact opposite of convenience. There's no good way to get there. So he gets overlooked for that. And then he didn't play, to my knowledge, on any of the teams seven on seven that promoted him heavily. That's a big part of it, too. There are a handful of schools down here that we all go check out and a handful of seven-ons. If you're not on those, oftentimes kids get overlooked, at least initially. But I'll, I'll make you a prediction. 
his ranking will A, improve, and B, mm -hmm. he will continue to get offers. So his okay. film does not lie. I mean, it's really good. If he was at Miami Central, he'd have 30 offers. He's not okay. at Miami Central. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Fair enough. There we go. And we're going to go earlier in the day on Wednesday, Michigan State, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Very exciting tweet from Reggie Powers, a kid that visited Pitt. He was going to visit Cincinnati and visit Ohio State, but instead or said, nah, forget that. I'm just going to commit to Michigan State right here. What about Reggie Powers' game sticks out to you? Because up and down yesterday's show, I talked about just versatility, versatility, and versatility on defense. Is it the same for you, or is it something else about his film that sticks out? I mean, versatility is fine, but I would say size. He has college okay. size. He can come in and help Michigan State early. They need help, again, on defense. And, he I mean, he could play offense or whatever. He could put him at running back or receiver, and he'd probably figure it out pretty quick. Okay. But the other thing that's really unique, and, and I've talked to Ohio State coaches about this on the road, Ohio State has a new, if you would, reformed version of what they do with Ohio kids. They recruit more out of state now. And mm -hmm. Michigan State has been the beneficiary of that more and more and more. I think the love that Michigan State has given this kid and a lot of others, quite frankly, in the Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania area, even Penn State, even Michigan, they recruit more outside the region. Michigan State's taken advantage of that. So a kid that is 20 years ago, Ohio State would have tried to lock him up early, and no doubt in my mind. They're sure. rolling the dice without a state kid. So, you know, more power to them. But I think this is a kid that could come in and help Michigan State on special teams and be in the rotation year one. That, I mean, it's hilarious. And he plays in Ohio. I mean, he's playing really good competition. Right. So the film, again, does not lie. Where where do you need to win? To skill spots. Michigan State does not struggle with offensive line. And this year is a good example of that. I'm sure we'll mm -hmm. talk about it. If they can continue to get kids like this, they can all of a sudden move back up the Big Ten ladder. I didn't think. Did you think he was going to commit to Michigan State? Uh, ab absolutely not. With with a visit to Columbus coming up at the end of the That's month? Not absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't know if maybe Ohio State backed off of him a little bit, but that would surprise me. Yeah. Um, I would still be fearful of the Buckeyes because it is in-state U sure. at some point. But, I mean, for them, I remember the last time Ohio State actively recruited a kid in-state and Michigan State got to visit that not only they got, they got him to commit early and he just canceled Ohio State. Like the whole ball of wax. I mean, there's probably somebody and I'm missing, but oh, I don't it's wild. You know what the, I mean? The that, last one, that's a good sign. The last one I can remember was 2015 LJ Scott, but that wasn't really, if I remember correctly, an early commitment. That was like closer to signing day, but that was down between in-state, Ohio State, Michigan State, but we're going back with this class. It's nine nine years. years. <laughs> it's it's a while here, but no, I love that you brought up that uh, you know he could be a year one player because that's what I said on yesterday's show. And hey, turns out I'm not just taking shots in the dark. I mean, if an expert like you says it too, yeah, you know what? Sometimes we nail things here on this show. It's nuts. Um, but the whole Ohio State thing is 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 fascinating because like I did want to get to this Ohio State offer. He was going to visit Ohio State. Like, can us state fans really plant that flag and say like we beat? Ohio State for recruit. I mean, because again, like there's no signs that they backed off of him, but wow, it, it is unique. It's a once in a decade thing, it seems like. If you're going to beat school X in whatever conference you're in, you have to get the kids they want in recruiting. There is mm -hmm. no shortcut. And that's why a lot of fan bases get mad. It's about recruiting, man. 80% yeah. of winning the big games is about recruiting. Yeah, having Nick Saban, Urban, whatever, that helps. 
but they didn't pick the schools that they're at by coincidence. You sure. Know, you have to win those recruiting battles. This is a big one for the Spartans. No doubt. And hey, you know what? We could have some other battles that MSU could win in the near future. We're going to get to that here in the hot segment first. We're going to send Brian to the sidelines. I'm so sorry. I hate to do this to a guest. I just need to talk the people's ears off about bird dogs. That's right, gang. Father's Day weekend coming in hot. And I'm going to be doing it in my bird dogs. On Sunday, golf in the morning, wearing my bird dogs. After that, doing some yard work, wearing my bird dogs. And then, that's right, when I go out to dinner that night, yeah, bird dogs all in the same pair of shorts because these are the most versatile shorts in the game. They feel like athletic shorts. They look like very classy khaki shorts that you would wear, well, doing anything you want to in the summer. And gang, Bird Dogs is going to make your orders even sweeter when you go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Because when you throw in promo code locked on college, all one word, hey, they're going to throw in a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off this summer, this fall, this winter, whenever you want to wear them. We promise you. Brian, did I sell you on the bird dogs by any chance? Did, how, how do we do there? Is that I fine? think you're pretty excited about them. I think that's that's the fair statement. I think you're very I mean, excited about them. I'm wearing these pair every single day, basically, except for laundry day. They, they are just top of the line, A+. plus, Just like Michigan State's recruiting week. That's right. How do you like that segue right there? Um, we're going to go back down to your home state in Florida, and I swear I'm not just pandering to you. There is actually a lot of smoke around this kid. He goes by Scooter. We're talking four-star running back Anthony Carey. Official visit last weekend for Michigan State. A lot of predictions from rivals 24-7 on three saying that he's going to be a Spartan. Are you hearing the same smoke when it comes to Mr. Scooter Carey here? I've known him for two or three years. And, yeah, we, okay. we've heard the same. Um, I actually sent him a message a little while ago. Who knows when he'll respond at this point. Sure. Please don't. <laughs> They're not very friendly with that, but great kid, um, downhill running back. He could play safety, linebacker, whatever. He's an all-around recruit. He's a typical Florida kid in that regard. Excellent student. Uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, all kinds of schools offered him scholarships. But the smoke is Michigan State. I haven't heard an announcement date. Not that mm -hmm. that really means a whole lot, but he's, he's a little bit different than a lot of the other Florida kids. I think once he picks a school, that'll be it. That is not typical for a Florida kid. So I'm curious to see what he wants to do, though, because Michigan State, they're running back recruiting this year. I mean, kids from across the country. They got the kid from Seattle O'Day. They got the kid from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. They got Anthony all over the place. So, they're, I mean, it probably helps that a certain Seattle Seahawk is uh, a former Spartan. I, I mean, yeah. that's a track. <laughs> he, he was good, by the way. But uh, yeah. I think Anthony Carey is probably going to head to Michigan State. The question is when. That I do not sure. know. Gotcha. Fair enough. I, I heard from one person, one source that it's going to be early July, but again, that's just one person. So I, like you said, could be this weekend, could be all the way till, I don't know, October for all we know, but so what is his game all about? I mean, I know you said downhill running. Is it just purely power standpoint when, when it comes to Scooter Carry? When he was a junior, he was 185, 190. And I mean, I'm very friendly with their program where he's at and I go to their practices and stuff whether it's a game, whether it's a practice, he would take on guys much bigger than him and didn't care. He just has that kind of old school Big Ten mentality. I, I asked him a month or so ago how much he weighed, and he's up to about 200 now. He's finally kind of hit that spurt where he's just able to gain weight. He's like 199, 200, depending on the day. 
And that's just going to add to it. He's sure. He'll make a guy miss in the hole when he has good vision, but he's power between the tackles first and foremost. So the other thing is he can catch the ball. He's a really good receiving running back, so he can play on first, second, or third downs. That's really important, especially if you're going tempo. I, I like his all-around game, and he, he's good enough to play for any school in the country. And just to go with the other running backs that you were talking about, uh, Cannon Daniels out of Mississippi. He's a Florida commit right now. And then Jason Brown, that's the kid out of Seattle that you were referencing. All four-star kids. Look, is it just like odds are MSU is going to land one of these? Like, is the odds, Are the odds of Michigan State's favor right now as things stand? I, I just want to keep smiling when talking about recruiting. So if, if you don't mind. The, the one that's most unusual to me is actually the kid from Seattle O'Day. And yeah. for people that don't know, O'Day is a tradition-rich program, Catholic school up there. They always have players. Uh, this year they got an offensive lineman that's ranked even higher than him. I mean, they've got dudes. It, when was the last time Seattle was the landing spot for recruiting, you know, from it? Oh. I mean, that, that, it's <laughs> yeah. different. Like, I, I followed Michigan State my whole life. I'm from Indiana. Uh -huh. I, I mean, I'm sure they've gotten somebody from up there, but that just shows that their reach is right. changed. They're getting kids to visit from Los Angeles, yep. Texas. Mississippi they've always recruited Florida I'll give you that but mm -hmm. it's just really changed and maybe that's part of the landscape but to your point yeah they're going to get at least one I mean it's not hard to sell running back right now with their offense and what what's yeah. going on with the Seahawks so yeah I would just imagine they'll get at least one of them hey they're perfect it's music to our ears right now let's see if you can keep it going here because we got to go to the offensive line Nathan Roy, he has a visit to Minnesota. It is his last visit before he commits later on this month. Just visited Michigan State last weekend and also UCLA last month. Those are his final three schools. Any inkling where we stand with Nathan Roy here, this four-star offensive tackle? It has been radio silence. Perfect. Nobody knows Bidley. <laughs> a lot of yeah. these kids, are, they get to this point where they just stop. And, I mean, I've heard nothing. Uh, UCLA was the perceived favorite. That is so random for a kid from you know, living in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not in the mix. His recruitment yeah, right. is up there with the oddest in the country. And we're talking about a bona fide top 100 player. Right. Nobody knows anything. You tell me, and we'll both know. But uh, the film don't lie. I can see why Michigan State wants him. It would just be really weird for a kid from Wisconsin to pick the Bruins. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just – I have a hard time seeing that, but I haven't heard anything since the Michigan State visit. It's radio silence. And let's just stay in that state of California over there because Dylan Williams, four-star linebacker, visited not too long ago. He did also visit Oregon, and rumor has it they're doing just okay right now in recruiting, just okay. But, I mean, where does Michigan State stand with Dylan Williams? Because on one hand, like, hey, you know what? We could use a four-star linebacker. There is almost immediate playing time for a kid of his caliber but yeah, California kid. He's also being recruited by Oregon. Uh, that, that, it might be a tough one, but maybe not. I don't know. What? How do you dissect this? Uh, if he doesn't go to Oregon, I'll be surprised. Yeah, that's okay. Pretty much what I've heard. Now I'll, I'll let it this out. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. I mean, I'm just I'm not going to lie to anybody. That's <laughs> right. that's that's the room temperature. Michigan State, though. Again, it, how do I pick Michigan State to win a battle for an LA kid? You know what I mean? I or a San Francisco kid. It's the, the kid would have to come out and boldly say such and such program leads. Well, they, they don't do that anymore. And sure. everything I've heard is Oregon. So let's, let's just see what happens. Fair enough. I mean, that's kind of where I thought the smoke was going to blow. I mean, they're, they're on pace for like what 40 commits and all of them are four. Stars Oregon is on fire. Like, Jesus. 
I can't believe uh, just how good they're doing. Um, there, there's one kid that I am contractually obligated to talk about every single day until he signs his national letter of intent, and that is David Stone. Hey, I can't believe I have to say this out loud, but it's newsworthy, I guess. He changed his Instagram profile pic of him wearing Michigan State stuff, Brian. How fun's that? One small problem. Doesn't have an official visit even scheduled yet for Michigan State. Yes, he has been on campus in unofficial capacities, but... Like, I, like, look, is it basically like if he doesn't schedule this official visit, like we could just say goodbye to this dream of this top 10 defensive lineman? I mean, take us to church here. Um, I would not worry about his visits this summer for two okay. reasons. Number one, he's not going to make a decision this summer, barring something changing. Gotcha. That was his original plan. But then I asked him about it again, not that all, not that long ago. And he said, probably not going to happen. And the other part, and this is, I don't like this, but it's just the way the NCAA operates. They do everything I hate. They allow now, oh, I hate the NCAA. The NCAA now has unlimited visits for recruits. So if David takes five this summer, hypothetically, whatever, he could still go visit MSU for one of their home games this fall. He's got a great relationship with Spartans, so maybe that ends up happening. His recruitment is so far from done. Almost every show I go on, somebody wants to ask me about him. And I'm telling everybody the same thing I'm telling you. I'm, I'm to the point, even if I'm standing next to David, I don't care what he says. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. And I get to see him all the time yeah. at IMG. And he, he's a great guy, but he, he just he's nowhere near ready to make a decision. Okay, fair enough. Hopefully time is on Michigan State's side right there. But I, I do want to go back to that really quick. It is the unlimited official visits. And even I'm up in the air with like how I feel about it. Like, could it work in Michigan State's favor? Yes, I could talk myself into it. I could talk myself out of it. But just as the national recruiting expert, you have like the broad view on things. What is your opinion on unlimited official visits instead of capping them at five right now? I think it's a bad idea. Uh, okay. You're overwhelming kids. 17-year-olds don't have a broad enough perspective of a lot of these schools to begin with. Mm-hmm. And let me put it in perspective for you. And in the following, I mean in a literal sense. This is not good, but it is reality. Florida kids in particular, and I deal with them because I live in central Florida. Yeah, They live in small bubbles because everything they need is close. It's Atlanta kid, Houston kid, whatever. If you point to a map and say, show me Michigan, a lot of them would not know where Michigan is. Gotcha. Perfect. I mean, like an extremely high number probably would not know. Uh I'm being dead serious. Yet you want them to take even more and more visits all over the place and confuse them. They need to learn to be able to have a plan. And too many of the kids nowadays do not. So if you're close to a commitment and you've built a relationship, let's, let's finalize it and pick that institution, Michigan state or not. I just six and a more. And that's just going to be more time away from academics, their football team in the fall, et cetera. A lot of pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, five just seems like the perfect number two. like three seems like too little. I mean, seven. eh, Okay. We're getting a little too out there. Like five seemed perfect on the NCAA. Always count on them to make the right call every single time. Just be like, ah, how about, the infinity sign <laughs> how about we just do that you want to visit all 130 schools go for it why not so good on you ncaa uh really quick i just i know we've talked about a lot of names right there are there any names that you're kind of surprised that i didn't bring up like any names that you think have some michigan state smoke around them that we haven't gotten to yet well there, there's a couple one i'm gonna bring up and the last time i was on your show he the name made you very nervous and that's marsh mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, it that, did. That, that one I want to get to in a moment. Um, okay. I, I actually want to ask you a question about that in a Please. second. But uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about 
if, if we're going to talk about like Jason Brown or whatever these, these kids are nationally, Michigan mm-hmm. state fans, especially the ones my age, I turned 50 this year. They mm-hmm. probably just have a hard time wrapping their head around all this national recruiting. Now, again, they've always hit Florida a little bit or whatever, but Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Detroit, Milwaukee, that's, that's their base. It's always been. Yep. Anybody they're recruiting that they actually get on campus this summer. I'm curious what those kids say if they're from what I call a water state, meaning anything that's along the coast, because yep. those kids don't know anything about Michigan. What, what has been your feedback? Educate me. Like, what have you heard about the kids that are taking that long flight flying into Detroit or whatever to get over to East Lane? What, what, what do you hear? Yeah, I'm just hearing that, like, oh, they're always surprised about, like, what Michigan State has to offer. Like, it is eye-opening to them. Of course, you know, it's one thing to get quotes from them right after the visit, and then weeks, months down the line, they decide to stay home. But Michigan State really has done a good job nationally. Mel Tucker in his three years here, he's gotten kids from 21 separate states around the country. So, like, it it is just something. It, it, it is it is a crazy stat to have, and like so it's Michigan at the top. They got 14 kids, and then Georgia, seven kids, Florida, six kids, Texas, five. Whatever else, it's just like one or two kids. So it, it is a drastic change, especially from the D'Antonio days where it is all Midwest, where it is kids like Reggie Powers, you know, kids that, hey, are really good Ohio kids that may or may not have serious Ohio State offers that want to come to you. But So it's a complete 180 that we all have to wrap our heads around, but – what I'm really fascinated with isn't just the geography. It's where these kids are ranked. Like, okay, Brown, this top 100 kid. Like, this is what Michigan State kind of got burned on last year is by having a lot of these top 200 kids, kids that are from all over the country, and in the end don't really have Michigan State even in their top three and the lack of plan B kids. But maybe they're doing a little bit of a better job this time around in the summer, uh, especially with that last week. And we do have a good chunk of three stars coming in that final weekend of June. So, yeah, that's, that's what I wrestle with. I know. Well, that, that's what I was really kind of looking at because right. I was going through all the different things that they have as far as commitments, upcoming, mm-hmm. like the 23rd weekend, that there's some guys coming in. And you sit there and you look at it and you're like, okay, kids from Michigan, you're going to have a better shot at. That's, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. But it's sometimes you you have to take some risks, too. Mm-hmm. The state of Michigan is not going to be salvaged enough for them because they're going to split with Michigan on the right. kids. you got to get some of these guys. So it's one of those schools. Michigan State has always been volatile year to year my entire yep. lifetime. If they're going to win, they got to get somebody like Plaxico was from Virginia. I mean, you're going to have gotcha. to get a random guy to get over the top. Maybe it's Brown this year. They get him and Kerry. To go at running back, I mean, you can compete with anybody. Those are really, really good football players. Mm-hmm. So I need to see them finalize. And then maybe at the end, like Marsh is coming the 23rd, yes? Yeah, yep, as far as we know. Yep. If they can get – like Penn State, there's been some smoke with him. Penn State's having a tremendous recruiting class. Good for them. Yeah. Yep. They still got to come into the state of Michigan to get that kid. So you flip – you can't lose that guy, in my opinion, and finalize the way you should. That's Let's get that out of the way. But if they can get just a few of the kids, like they bat 30, 300, you know, you're batting 300, you're good in like Major League Baseball, 300 out-of-state recruiting, they'd be fine. Because I think they'll get enough kids from like Northern Indiana and Northern Ohio, Chicago, to go with like seven, eight kids in-state. You only need six to eight kids outside the Midwest, and you're fine. So I, I think that'll be the difference whether or not they end up finalizing with a great class and kind of moving up, maybe Stone or somebody like you never know. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like I, I would hate to get to the end of July and we got what it's just eight commits and now we're going to go into a football season that could be really tough for Michigan State. I mean, the over under, if you guys take any stock in that, is at five and a half. And now you're going to try to what yeah. flip 10 kids from other programs as you're going through like a six and six. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I hate to say, but it's just like a wait and see sort of thing of how this whole national recruiting is going to go. But I do want to circle it back locally though to Nick Marsh. I know we're jumping the gun here. He doesn't visit for another two weekends but my biggest fear is that like he was going to go to that Penn State visit and just commit on the spot because it seems like Penn State not only are they good at recruiting but they're really good at getting kids to commit right there on the spot before they can go to any other official visit and it seems like that didn't happen so like I, am I right. the right to be a little excited again I mean yeah that's how I would look at it okay that, they've done an incredible job even knocking out Florida kids which is the hardest uh, State yeah. to knock a kid over with one visit because Florida kids will have a lifelong favorite in the state of Florida commit and then still go take five visits. Sure. Florida okay. kids are, the, are, are by far the most difficult to project. And they've even gotten Florida kids on one visit, several of them to commit. So Penn State has done a tremendous job and Marsh didn't. I think Michigan State is now at least 50 50 with them. He's probably okay. legitimately torn just based on the tea leaves. Could he sign with Penn State? Sure. But they they don't have the last visit. The Spartans do. So now you got a chance. This is this isn't Michigan State's ball. You know what I mean? It, you get the last visit, you should be the favorite, right? Yes. I, mean, if it's I, caught, I think so. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Again, we're dealing with 17-year-olds. I'm using logic. 17-year-olds and logic don't always hang out. <laughs> right. But that's just how it has normally worked in my lifetime. So I'm going with the Spartans if you had to put a gun to my head. Okay. You know what? That's great. I, I don't have any firearms on me right now, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's still good information to know. Good to leave the episode on here. Unless there's anything else you wanted to get to really quick. I know we're up against time right now, but there's been well, a great the, chat as always, Brian. Uh, the other thing that I just want to mention is that Michigan State's O-line class, I think overall will be one of the best in the Big Ten, and that's okay. important. Uh, they've even got DeAndre Carter coming from Modern Day, which is one of the most famous yeah. programs in the country for the 23rd weekend. So, Michigan State fans, if nothing else, take solace in the fact that you're going to have a very physical football team moving forward. Hey, there we go. And that was our crown jewel of last year's class, too. Strong offensive line. So we'll take it. Just keep on stacking those classes. Coach Kapilovic. There we go. So, Brian, always love talking to you, man. This has been a great chat. Thanks for all your insight, everything you have to offer. Go check him out, FB Scout underscore football on Twitter. And, gang, hey, happy Father's Day weekend to all the dads listening out there. And, uh, hey, you catch us on Monday. We will be back. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get another commit. Oh, really quick uh, preview for this week. Uh, we have one guy visiting. So th there we go. That's uh, your recruiting preview for this weekend. It's a three-star tight end. So, all right, gang, there we go. See you all Monday. Love you all. Go green.